Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. I am your host, Cheats. As always, the mixtape is brought to you by the Family Podcast Network. We are back in Richmond, Virginia. We are back at the Diamond, and we are in the dugout. I have a very special guest with me, James Wood. He is outfielder for the Harrisburg Senators. He is also the number one rated prospect of the Nationals organization, James, welcome to the mixtape. What's going on? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm going to ask you a question that I'm sure every podcast starts off and asks you with this. And it is, if you played your pops one-on-one in basketball, who we know went to the University of Richmond or in Richmond, Virginia, you played them to 10, what would the score be? 10 to 2. 10 to 2 who? Me. <laughs> now, right now, yeah, I think I got him right now. You think you got him right <laughs> yeah. now? What would he say? What would he say the score is? Uh, ooh, yeah, he'd probably say 10 to 10. Also. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Well, look, I'm sure you get enough hoops questions simply, simply because of your dad's background and the fact that you are not a you are not a short individual. But besides that, like I am. But besides that, let's talk about baseball. You are a, you know, a top prospect in the Nationals organization. I'm sure you've heard that all your life. How do you go about just focusing on getting better every day? How do you go about your approach and the day-to-day work that it's going to take to get to you to ultimately where you want to be? Uh, I mean, you kind of already said it. I really just try and take it one day at a time, you know kind of not try and look at the whole grand scheme of things or just look at how I could get better within within 24 hours. And when you, about that approach, that, that 1% better every day, do, do you kind of pick days? Like today I'm going to work on my hitting, today I'm going to work on my defense, or is it all just a little thing every different, a little something different every day? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's sort of... Um, Damn, that's actually a good question. I try, man. I try. <laughs> I work at it. Um, yeah, I think I think some days, obviously, you might focus a little bit more on defense, but or a little bit more in the cage. But I think I think it really is kind of just just being able to go out there, just whatever you got on the on the schedule for the day, just just trying to get something out of it, whether it's. You're in the cage a little bit early, early hitting or, or some defense. I just think, I think there's always something that you could you could always improve at when, when you're when you're out here every day. So I think, I think it's just sort of just finding that in yourself and just just going out there and and kind of just going going about your business with that mentality. Now you're you're fairly new to the Eastern League, about one month in. You have hit the ball extremely well so far. Tell us a little bit about what's the the subtle differences that you've seen from a ball to high A to now in double A. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's these guys are they're good, man. I think they they got they're a lot more experienced. They they really know how to pitch, and I think the ball to strike and the strike to ball is a lot better here. Their misses are a lot closer, but I think it's still the same game. You know, I gotta I gotta stay within myself. Um, know what I'm looking for, and, and just stay within that. Not not go up there kind of clueless going up there always with the plan and, and just trying to execute take me back to the beginning uh in regards to your baseball journey how did you fall in love with the game of baseball uh when did it start for you um i want to say it started when i was in first grade but 
It was real simple, honestly. It was just like a house league in my neighborhood, and, and all of my friends were playing. So I think that's really all it was. I was just out there just having fun with my friends. So. And when – because you, you also – we were joking around, alluding to it earlier, but you came from a house of hoopers, right? Not just your dad. Other, your other siblings and so forth were big, big more into basketball. You were, were you viewed as the oddball in your house? <laughs> because you were like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to hit this ball as opposed to shoot it. Um, not, I don't think so. Not a whole <laughs> lot. I mean, maybe I was, but I don't think it ever felt that way to me. But I think my family, we, we've always kind of just, we've kind of been good at just supporting each other no matter what we do, whether it's sports or, or something un completely unrelated to sports. So I think, I think when my family knew I was doing something that I loved, I think, I think it was no problem with it. I think they, they, they fully backed me behind, back, had my back behind it and, and supported me through it. So I think they made it easy. You said you fell in love with the game early because other people were playing. You went and started playing. You grew up in Maryland. Um, were you able, did you have the opportunity to play with other black children, other minority children growing up, or did it, because baseball sometimes can feel like a very isolated game in regards to uh, racial diversity. Did you have the opportunity to play with other black kids growing up? Um, honestly, not a whole lot. I mean, there's, there's a few, a few of my teammates I play with, they were, they were minorities, but for, for the most part, not a whole lot. It wasn't really till I got so I got to high school, honestly, I, I think, especially on the travel ball circuit, and I got to play with a lot of great players there. But I think just from where I was from, obviously DMV is big on basketball. So I think I think a lot of black athletes originally just start playing basketball or football in my area. So it, it wasn't as common to see black players playing baseball. Obviously, there's definitely like a few few teams and all that, but for the most part, not, not a whole lot. Now, how did you adjust? Did you kind of find that challenging when you looked around and was like, man, I might be the only only one here at this, at this game or at this tournament or so forth? Or was it just something where it was like, hey, we know how this is, we know how this goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna do my thing always, but did it, did it ever feel challenging being one of the only black players playing? Um, not a whole lot, I don't think I, I looked a whole lot, and I, I was still young at the time, so I don't think. Let I, the record reflect. You're still very young now, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you're still. Let, 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 let's not let's not go too overboard here. Uh -huh. no, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'm. I'm not sure. I, I think I never really looked a whole lot into it when I was young. I kind of just went out there and played. But I think it def it definitely can. I don't, I don't want to say it, it could be it not an issue but it, it, it could definitely be a challenge because I think there's definitely some coaches where I was growing up I think they didn't really completely understand me and, and stuff like that so I, I think just getting through that could have been challenging at times but yeah. You made the decision uh, I guess it was your junior year to go to IMG Academy in Florida. Tell me a little bit about that decision again we're talking high school age you're talking leaving family friends where you grew up to kind of make this kind of baseball thing work was that a big decision was it a tough decision and, and do you ultimately think it was the right decision yeah no it, it definitely was a tough decision i think i was uh 17 maybe at the time 
Yeah, leaving home for the first time. I think, yeah, I mean, I just think I, I really, that was kind of where I really wanted to start taking baseball like super serious and, and really just trying to advance my game and all that, just be around a lot of great coaches, other great players and all that stuff. But I think I think it, it definitely paid off. I think I, think I really learned a lot there. I, I kind of, I don't want to say, I kind of did get a feel for a little bit for how pro ball was going to be because it was a lot of professional experience there and and sort of how they how they ran things there was was a little bit it was pretty similar to, to how things are ran in, in in professional baseball so I, I think it was I think it really paid off and now and ultimately you got drafted in the second round you made the you made the pro uh, decision but you had committed to Mississippi State uh, what was it about Mississippi State at the time that made made you think that that might ultimately be the place for you and was it was that a difficult decision kind of making the decision to move to pro ball um, I think the decision of Mississippi State was, I think, I think for me it was, it, it wasn't too difficult. I think the coaches there, the, the coaches there were great, and I was able to catch a few games there. And I just think the atmosphere, it's, it's like no other. So it was, it was really a place I wanted to be at. Then was it a tough decision ultimately to say, okay, you know, you're drafted high enough, you, you know, you, you know, the, the, the Padres at the time. Uh, offered a, a a package that said, "Hey, look, let me let me try this out." Was that was that tough to say? Okay, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to go pro. Yeah, it definitely was because, I mean, like you, I feel like when I was early in high school, I feel like that's that's sort of where you where you really just envisioned yourself, Absolutely. like going to yeah, going to Mississippi right? State, everybody. yeah, playing in front of fifteen thousand people, but. Yeah, I, I think it definitely was a tough decision to, to walk away from that, but I, I, I think the Padres, they made it tough, and, and obviously it was an opportunity that was, that was hard to pass on. And you have an experience that most players at your, your age right now probably haven't had, which is you've experienced the business of baseball. You were in the Padres organization, and then you were a part of Let's just let's call it what it is—a blockbuster trade um, that sent uh, Juan Soto to Juan Soto to San Diego. Came back, word on the street. Look, I'm not a reporter. I can't dig into any of this stuff. But I, I heard that you were a very important sticking point in this deal. Like the deal might not have gone through if James wasn't in the deal. Uh, but you learned about the business of baseball. What did you learn during that process of actually, tr- you know, moving organizations? Uh, yeah, I mean it is a business, like you said, and, and it happens quick. It was a, it was a real quick turnaround. Uh, I mean the news broke on the bus, and I kind of had. <laughs> it was tough. We were like 30 minutes in, and it was like a four-hour bus ride, oh, three-hour no. bus ride. So I had to ride that out, That's pack up all my stuff, um, head to North Carolina, and I think I ended up playing like a day or two later. So Are you that fast? yeah, yeah, it happened quick, but. I was it was it was a lot at the time but I think I think it was it's a blessing coming back home you know and playing for the hometown team and all that stuff but I was just really excited like like I kind of said earlier just another opportunity and just super blessed and excited for it All right James let's have some fun let's shake it out a little bit because I love asking some some fun questions and some rapid fire questions All right now if you could face your your left-handed hitter, if you could face any pitcher currently in the major leagues or throughout history, so any pitcher living or dead, who do you want to dig in the box with? Who do you want to see? Oof. 
I could give you two. I could, uh, uh, I would say, I would say Pedro and Randy Johnson. I think, I want to say Randy because I feel like Randy would be the most uncomfortable at bat. I could imagine, but I, I feel like Pedro, I mean, I, th I think he's one of the best to ever do it. So I think facing him will be really cool too. Two fun facts about that answer. And they both were related to your manager, uh, manager to Shields. Did you know? One, that he said Randy Johnson is, like, the toughest person he's ever faced. He said he didn't know where the ball was. Nobody knows where the ball's going. He's obviously 6'9". The other thing is you mentioned Pedro Martinez. Did you know that your manager was once traded for Pedro? Really? <laughs> no, look, I'm not, look, I'm not getting anyone in trouble. I'm not saying don't ask him about it. I'm just saying those are fascinating answers because both have a tie. What is it like playing for someone like Delana DeShields who, for, again, important to note like a very rare affiliate baseball uh pro baseball at this level does not have a lot of black managers uh he is one of them what is it like to play for someone that obviously knows his stuff he's played in the major leagues for a long time but also can can understand a little bit about what you may be going through as a person yeah no i mean he's been great i think i th i just think like his demeanor i, I think he's real laid back kind of similar to me but I think I think he kind of understands me in that aspect, and obviously he had a, he played for a long time. His son played for a long time, so he's got that experience too. And I just think like he doesn't say a whole lot, but I think whenever he does talk, he always it's it's always a really good piece of information or or a good tidbit. So I'm I'm always all ears when he when he's when he's talking. So he's been real good. He told me that he thinks in today's game he could still a thousand bases. <laughs> So look, I don't know. I, I love it. I don't know. Um, hey, uh, yeah, he was like, "Look, uh, who are your favorite players growing up?" Ooh, I had a lot of them, honestly. Um, Granderson. Um, a friend of the mixer. He's been on. He's mm -hmm, been on this. Really? Week. Yeah. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Robinson Cano, um, Ronald Acuna. I mean, it goes. It's a long list. I could go on for all. Yeah, it's a lot of players. I I think are a lot of fun to watch. So, um, Ellie De La Cruz right now. Really exciting. Yeah, yeah really exciting. Um, obviously Shohei, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun guys to watch in baseball right now. So I I really could go on all day. So this year, though, correct me if I'm wrong. You had the opportunity to to go to spring training. And so you got to see there's there's some classic shots of, you know, you and, and some of your teammates and some of the, the especially some of the younger players. What was that experience like being around uh, a major league spring training and just seeing that level of work at such, like, again, you look, you're, you're sounding like an old man. You're not old. At such a young age, being able to get that experience. What was that like just being around spring training and seeing a lot of pro players? Yeah. Yeah, it was just really cool kind of seeing how they go about their business, really kind of, I mean, yeah, just how they got there, what what they do to kind of get themselves prepared. It's, I mean, it's a lot, a lot really I could learn from just, just being around those guys. So it was a great opportunity for sure. All right, let's talk a little bit about some things that people may not know. You are a very laid back individual, very laid back, very even keeled. What is something that... People that may not know you, what would, what would be something that, that is always surprised to learn? If there, what is something that surprises them about James Wood? I don't know if they'll throw people off, but 
I mean, I'm I'm pretty into video games. I would say. I, I mean, I feel like that's like every every teenage kid my age, though. But uh, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some. All right, keep thinking. Let me ask this: If you were not playing professional baseball for a living in a career, what would you be doing? What would your career path be? Um, I think I'd try and probably like bulk up and get like real big. Probably be like. <laughs> Be like a security guard or some someone like a celebrity security guard or something. Oh, I feel like I could, if I was like, put on probably sixty pounds of muscle or something. I feel like I could scare some people. So I, think I so. feel like yeah, I, think so. <laughs> I feel like that would be a decent job. Here's a fun one, and I, and I'll and I'll laugh because I was thinking of uh, you ro you room on the road with Trey. Uh, he told us, believe it or not, that he thought he might be interested in being a marine biologist. Did you see this for Trey? I could definitely see you that. See it? Yeah, right, yeah. This is the question, though. This is the question. Would you rather do space travel or like deep sea exploration? <sighs> I mean, they both scare me, but I probably, I probably say, <laughs> I probably say space. At least I think we kind of got a clue of what's out there, and we don't know it's in the ocean. We don't know it's down there, so I'll, I'll, st I'll stay away. When was the moment? Like, it, it could have been draft night. It could have been spring training. It could have been something. When was the moment in your career so far that you looked around and you were like, yo, I'm really, like, here. This is really different now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like because you hear about it, you hear about it, you'll go through, like you said, showball camps and elite camps, and you're like, that's great. But when you are a pro and you look around and say, oh, man, this is this is real professional, like, Major League Baseball type stuff. When, when, when Did you have that moment? When was that moment for you? I would say probably in spring. I went over the the big league game, backed up the big league game in, in Tampa mm. against the Yankees, and I ended up uh, Derek Hill. He he got hurt early, so I I just sub in for him around like the second inning, and I I ended up pinch running at first. I go over to first base, and it was like I think it was Anthony Rizzo there, and they had a lot of their guys in that lineup, and I ended up going out to center field that game. So it was just like. Um, no, that's fantastic. But yeah, just just seeing those guys being standing in center field, when like Stanton and Judge and those guys are up, that, that was that was pretty cool too. Now, and I I read some articles and and you had a really cool experience, right, with Aaron Judge early on, um, even before you turned. Yeah, before pro. I signed. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was it like just being able to kind of shake his hand and have him talk to you for a little bit on the on the field? It was in Yankee Stadium, right? Mm, yeah. No, it was really cool. I mean, it was just. I was just excited. He, he kind of took the time to to talk to me. I mean, I was like a 16-year-old. I think I was 16 at the time, but I mean, yeah, he he really didn't need to do that. But I just it was really cool that he he kind of stopped, took time out of his day and what he was doing just to talk to me for a little bit. But yeah, that, that was really cool for sure. What would you tell? other kids i've got an eight-year-old son he's black he plays baseball he loves the game what would you tell any young kid that's like man i really want to be the next james wood um i'll just say have fun be yourself that's all i got i think i think when you when you do those two i i, I feel like the game will just take care of itself really i think 
Base, uh, baseball is hard, so I, I just think when you try and overcomplicate it, try and do too much, try and be anybody but yourself, I, I think it just makes it even more difficult. So I, I just really like to keep it simple, just go out there, try and have fun. Obviously, some days where it's going to be a little bit more fun than others, but just try and, try and keep an even mind through it, have fun, and be yourself. You can listen to one artist for the rest of your life and one album. They do not have to be the same. So you can have a different album, but one artist, one album. Who are you? Who's, who's in the playlist? Who do, you, who do you take with you to the ultimate trip? I got to think for both of those. I don't know, it's tough, because I, I feel like music, for me, I'm always changing. I feel like right, I always listen right. to something different. But if I had to stick with one artist... I don't know, I'm going to just say Gunner right now, because that, that's kind of who I've been feeling the past few weeks. The new album came out, I've been messing with that. I feel like Gunner would be the album, maybe not the artist. Because you got to go with the artist, you get the whole catalog. But I don't know, I don't know. I know, obviously, at this level, and 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 what you're what you're trying to accomplish ultimately. Um, how do you set goals? Because is it like daily goals? Is it long term goals? Is it goals at the end of the season? Or because I know a lot of folks literally just look want to look at the step in front of them. So is it just like get better every day? Or do you have like oh man, by the end of the season, I want to see if I can reach these goals whatever they are, and then by ultimately by the end of the year or maybe in the next two years? Um, I, I probably, I do have like a, a couple, I had a few goals for this year, but I, I think for the most part, I, I try and keep it real simple to just one, one like sort of just, I don't really like looking too far ahead, honestly. So I feel like I keep a couple goals for the season or for long term, but for the most part, I try and I try and keep them short term, maybe a day or a week ahead. You know. But. This is it. Last question. I really appreciate the time. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oof. One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. We're going to have to leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. It's James Wood. Make sure, where can everybody follow you, keep up with you? I mean, bright future ahead. I think I'm Wood. Dot twenty nine on Instagram. <laughs> Actually, that might be Twitter. I think I'm underscore. No, no, no. I am right. Jaywood dot twenty nine on Instagram and underscore twenty nine on Twitter. All right, my man. Hey, look, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. Hey, we're following James as he goes through his career. Really, really exciting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, we're out. <laughs>